It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. If you have $655 million, you can buy the Ottawa Senators. Really? They're for sale. Their owner, Eugene Melnick, he died earlier this year, and the business was passed down to his kids, and his kids don't want it. So they're saying, hey, it's going up for sale. The team is worth, right now, $655 million. Wow. Can you imagine being left that in the will? Usually, okay. Usually you just get left a China cabinet. These kids are left the Ottawa Senators. That's Which is, is, some would argue, as useful as a china cabinet. Oh, they're at four, they're four and five on the season. It's still early in the season. They could bring it back. True. But uh, that'd be kind of, that's a good place to own a hockey team in Ottawa, right? Yeah. There are worse cities to own a hockey team. You can watch all those animals hash it out like babies, kicking yeah. and crying. And then you leave Parliament and go to a hockey game. Ah, uh, duh. Kind of hacky. Good one. A little hacky. See what he did there, honey? I thought that he was talking about a hockey game, but he was really talking about the House of Commons. Honey, the radio man made fun of politicians again. That was so clever. Every week there seems to be a meth bust at the border, and each time it just gets more and more creative. Somebody used donuts to try and smuggle meth. You know the little chamber where the jelly would normally go? They stuffed little bags of meth in that chamber. Tried to get away with bringing some donuts over the border. It's a good place to stuff some meth. I mean, it's quite clever, but they got caught. But does that change the terminology of people buying the drugs from the donuts? Is there like a street name for this donut meth? It's like, give me four ounces of fritter. Do you got any of the Timmy's? How, how much for a gram of cream filled? How much for a couple ounces of sprinkle, if you know what I mean? Hey, you know where I can get some of that maple dip? Any glazed? Any crueler? We're just naming donuts and and making us sound different. Yep. Low effort, but high return. There's this family in Australia. They lost their golden retriever. And instead of a burial or cremation, they decided to have the dog turned into a rug. Like a bear rug? Like Like a a bearskin rug? Like a bearskin rug. The head and everything on it. Those are the nicest dogs. Yeah, but a bear is a killer with big teeth and claws. I get making a golden retriever. Well, it's a long-haired one. So, it, Oh, well, that makes it better. No, but maybe there would be a sense of comfort in this. You can still pet the dog every now and then. Oh, that's and, creepy. Like, I wouldn't throw it on my couch or anything. <laughs> but I get maybe keeping it in a separate room in a box somewhere. And you have that connection to that family member. That's the thing that makes it weird is dogs are more of a family member. Like if I pass away, I don't think I'd want my kids turning me into a rug. You're hairy enough. I'm hairy enough to be a rug. (laughs) No, your family wouldn't want to see you anymore. It's like he's dead. Get rid of him. But it's weird. But at least in death, you'd be just as funny as you are on the radio. A couple years ago, Matt and I were invited to Brookside Public School, and we did this thing called the Human Library. Kids can kind of take us out of the library. They, like, take us out like a book, and they can ask us questions about, we, me and you talked about radio, but there was somebody who was, like, a mortician. Yeah, there was someone that owned grizzly bears. Wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, was there a was. a bear tamer. We were hoping there was a bear there. <laughs> they did not bring a bear to Brookside. They had llama farmers and that- the actual llamas there. You remember more than I do about it. It was fun. The Toronto Library doing something similar to the Human Library, but you can check out senior citizens for 30 minutes at a time. You talk to the senior about their lives, what's changed, 
all that kind of cool stuff. So you get to learn more about seniors. There's a lot you could learn. You, I mean, there's a lot of important questions you should ask seniors. Like, I'm kind of curious, like, how often did you write letters to your family? Like, before, like, phone and internet became a thing. In cursive, probably, yeah. too. Or, like, what was it like to be able to afford things on one income? Oh, that's a great uh, question. You know? Uh, what's home ownership like? Yeah. A lot of big questions. <laughs> really important questions. Going to be gorgeous again today. High of 17, mostly sunny, but out west, they're getting some snow out in Edmonton, you say? Edmonton got 10 to 15 centimeters between Tuesday and yesterday. And the Collision Reporting Center in Edmonton had 383 people report a collision on Tuesday. Holy crap. When the snow started. People forget how to drive. Here in Ontario, the OPP, they have this saying, when there's snow, go slow. And it rhymes which means it's true. Yeah. So just to help you remember that the snow is coming and that you got to drive carefully, we got some other rhymes. For example, if there's a storm, stay home. If the puddles go sploosh, don't drive like a douche. You'll only get stuck if you drive like a. Uh, yeah, no, you can't I can't say that anyway. word. Better not. No. Uh, if the snow's gonna stick, don't drive like it. Can I say that word? No. no. Uh, if you can't see your gas hole, no, no. we, we You'll end up in the ditch if... Yeah. Uh, no, uh. <laughs> our brain goes to the wrong place. So over in the Alliston area, they have a water treatment facility there, and they've just renamed it. They named it after a person that worked there has since passed away. And I saw this and I thought to myself, would you want to be named after a wastewater treatment facility? It's called the... Brendan Hawley Regional Wastewater Treatment Facility now. So they named the place where they process poo-poo pee-pee water after the late Brendan Hawley. Well, after a person. And I, I'm wondering, is this a big honor? He worked there and loved his job, so maybe. Fine. But if I pass away, I mean, I want my name going on like a park or a garden or something else. Something you're known for. But this gives me an idea for when you pass away. How about the Fatty DD Mid-Huron Landfill site? That's got a nice <laughs> ring to it. <laughs> Is it because I look like a dump or smell like a dump? <laughs> Both. Okay. Or the Matt Hussey Memorial's used diaper depot oh. in Belgrave. <laughs> or the Fatty DD Sex Offender Registry Office. I like that place. I don't want to be attached to that. The Matt Hussey Needle Drop-Off in Ben Miller. I don't know. These are just ideas. Yeah. The great province of Quebec. They are proposing a bill. It would make swearing an oath to King Charles III optional. You wouldn't have to do it by law. You could do it if you want to. Hey, we're not going to criticize you if you want to do it, but you don't have to do it, bro. You don't have to swear an oath to anybody. So even last month when they sweared in, most of them chose not to swear by the king. They said, I'd rather swear my loyalty to the people of Quebec, which is actually quite admirable. That's it. It's fair too. Uh, swearing your loyalty to a king, it does seem like the stuff of fairy tales nowadays. Game of Thrones, I was thinking. Yeah, or fantasy novels. It seems absurd almost. Maybe we find another nice Canadian to swear an oath to. If we got to pick one person, I'm thinking like actor Seth Rogen, because you know he would keep the country's weed laws in place. Or any of the trailer park boys, because you know they would keep Canada's weed laws in place. What I'm saying is don't take away my weed. Scandal has rocked the cornhole world. Yeah, the ACL, the American Cornhole League. It's... <laughs> Why'd you even have to explain the ACL? We all know what that is. It's gone professional now, Cornhole. People do this full time. And one of the last big tournaments, uh, there was a scandal. So one of the teams accused the other team of having light beanbags. 
So they got it, had an advantage. Oh, so they so, reported the light beanbags? So they demanded they weigh the beanbags, which are supposed to be 16 ounces. They weren't. <gasps> and the twist is that that team then came back on the other team and said, hey, you got to weigh their bags then. And their bags weren't the right weight. <laughs> oh, everybody had <laughs> light bags. <laughs> so they basically said nobody was intending to do this. The manufacturers were getting the weights wrong. And so now moving forward in professional cornhole, they're going to do random weight checks. Professional cornhole. <laughs> Is this even a sport? Is it a sport if you can hold a beer in one hand and still play the sport? No. Because that's what we do. We hold a beer and we go on the radio. Yeah. If radio jocks can do it, it's not a sport. We don't actually drink here at the station. No. At least that's what my lawyer has advised me to say. Mm -hmm. So HR, if you're listening, totally not drunk right now. Can't speak on the cannabis. Golf's a sport. No, it's not. <laughs> we were having, this we were having this argument off the air. Yeah, any sport that you can have a beer while playing, is that a sport? Any sport I can play is not a sport. Sports have to be athletic. There, I'm not saying there's not skill involved in golf. Tons of skill, and I suck at it. Like, billiards is not a sport. It's a game. You can be 400 pounds and eat a Domino's pizza right before you play a game of pool and crush at it. Golfers? Send your complaints to fatty at country1049.ca. as my real email. You hear about these stories. You never actually hear reports, but you hear people saying, oh, I heard four years ago that Linda's nephew's friend was trick-or-treating and he got a cannabis candy. Yeah, you wonder if a lot of it's urban myth, pins in the apples and stuff like that. The razor always, blades, all yeah. that nonsense. It's finally happened. Winnipeg police say they've gotten six reports of kids getting cannabis edibles while trick-or-treating. It looked like candy, too. It was medicated nerds. Yeah, those little nerd rock candies, but infused with cannabis. Yeah, and it says 60-minute activation time <laughs> on it. It says right on it, 600 milligrams of THC. That's a lot of THC. That's a lot. That's so a that, lot. That'd be bad for the kids, but hats off to all the parents. All the parents seem to catch it. No kids actually got these in their mouths, so, so that's good. Parents in Winnipeg doing a good job. Parents listening to the police saying, hey, check your kids' candy. Doesn't it seem like such a waste to give kids cannabis edibles? Like, why would you give it to kids? Like, they're not going to understand the Matrix no matter how high you get them. No. It will make Paw Patrol a lot cooler, though. They'll finally put together that Marshall is a fire marshal. It'll blow their minds. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's a marshal. Whoa. Mr. Dressup was doing Drag Queen Story Hour before it was even cool. Thoughts he was. Like he was. Mr. Dressup yeah. was doing just, drag before it was cool. I just thought of that and I'm not high. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> so sometimes in previous years, I would throw my pumpkins just off the porch and let them rot into my bushes. Figured it gives the bushes some compost. Does it? Well, yeah, it eventually rots. It does take a while, though. What's wrong uh, with you? But <laughs> you have a composter. Yeah, but a, a pumpkin, it's hard to fit in a composter. Okay. I hate to be your neighbor. They live next to you, rotten pumpkins from three years prior, still on the front lawn? No, they compose quite fast. And, of course, the possums come along and eat them, too. Oh, boy. You know what possums eat? Garbage. I, I suppose you could roast uh, the pumpkins on the barbecue. I wonder if that would taste okay. Like a pumpkin steak. 
What's wrong with you? They're edible. You've not said anything that anybody can relate to so far. Well, one thing we can relate to is the thought of what do I do with the pumpkin now? And there's someone over on Orchard Line. They have some animals there and they're saying, hey, bring me your pumpkins. They have a little drop off spot. It says pumpkin drop off. It's over at 80330 Orchard Line. So there you go. Animals like pumpkins. Hopefully this person doesn't have too many already. Yeah. But whatever. We're throwing that out there because it's a good idea. Or just ask your neighbor farmer. Hey, will the cows eat the pumpkin or will the horses? I don't know what I eats think, pumpkin. I think, I think pigs eat pumpkin. Pigs will eat them? I don't know if alpacas or llamas eat them. And then it goes back into the food chain. Or if you want to lower the real estate values in your neighborhood, you can just kick it onto your front lawn like the Huss man. So it looks like the price of milk and butter is going to go up. On February 1st, the Canadian Dairy Commission approved an increase of uh, just under 2%. The price increase happening February 1st, which is just before Valentine's Day. Okay. Instead of buying a diamond, you can propose to your sweetheart with a stick of butter. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Is that real unsalted? I love it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'll marry you. you. You could put a ring inside that butter. But not even necessary. Butter's that good. Yeah, butter is outpacing the price of diamonds at this point. You never know what kind of business will just fly. Amanda Booth out of Brantford, Ontario. She's 33 years old. She started making jewelry at first out of things like clay and stuff. Posted it online. She started to get requests, though, for things like using people's ashes if they lost a loved one. And then she started making jewelry requests to make jewelry out of man juice. Yeah. If you catch my drift. Semen. Yeah. You can use the technical term. Can we say that word on the radio? Yeah, it's a medical term, I believe. Okay. So next thing you know, she's doing 100 orders and she's raking it in. Her husband even quit his job. Well, yeah, of course. It sounds like he's working doubles. Well, that's what I'm... The most dehydrated man in Ontario. That's what I'm wondering. Where does she get this stuff? Is this why the husband quit work? It has to be. He's... he's, He has to explain that to his friends and family. What do you do for a living? It's like, oh, my wife's killing it. It's like, oh, what's she doing? She's milking me for jewelry. That's what it seems like, (laughs) what's going on here. It's weird business, but... I mean, you have to be proud of her at the end of the day. She's she's making a killing, and she found an audience for a very unusual product, but it's working for her. She found a business that's not hurting anybody, and she's cashing in. Support local. Good for her. Yeah. And prayers for her husband. Good Lord. There was this guy out in Vancouver paying tribute to the Queen on Halloween, of all days. Well, he carved different uh, queen images into pumpkins and they're very hyper realistic like scary images like the queen with like big spiky teeth no like just the queen like the picture you would see on the money like the queen with like blood all over her no 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 that wouldn't be appropriate yet i don't think why it's halloween yeah anything's a go on halloween right but somehow i feel like it would be weird to do zombie queen as a costume this year it's too soon right so are you thinking we'll see zombie queen elizabeth next year well i think you gotta wait a few years if i went out with like a stuffed corgi and was a zombie queen had a big ball gown i think people would groan i think it's too soon yeah (laughs) okay so too soon for the queen costume this year so next year yeah you got a year to prepare so yeah maybe zombie queen elizabeth and who knows what can happen in a year maybe you can go as zombie queen elizabeth and zombie charles we'll have to see new census numbers about uh religious denominations across canada it found that the highest number of 
people with no religious affiliation was in British Columbia. 52% of people in BC, no religious affiliation. Interesting. In Ontario, it's 31%. So people in BC most likely to go to hell. Not attached to any gods, Matthew. <laughs> I grew up in a religious home while my dad's a minister. And so when we were kids, we didn't go out for Halloween. Halloween was like the devil's night. And so you, <gasps> oh, you, you didn't. No. Some, some of us didn't do that. But we had a harvest party at the church. Harvest party. <laughs> had a potluck and we'd play games and have candy and stuff. And Were you allowed to dress up like a skeleton or like? No, no witches, no devils. What could you dress up as? You could dress up as like a shepherd or what, what an a, angel. What about a dinosaur? No. No? No, because the earth was only 6,000 years old. <laughs> I grew up Muslim, I've mentioned. And, like, Muslims don't drink, so our parties were weak. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the food was really good, though. Yeah. yeah that yeah. made up for it, there right? There you go. So whatever you're celebrating tonight, enjoy it. Enjoy it. Have lots of candy. That's something everyone can agree on. Yeah. Candy. Have lots of candy, and you can repent tomorrow. So last week was the throne speech of Saskatchewan Premier Scott Moe. Oh, him. And we all know Scott Moe, right? And One of the three stooges, isn't he? Shame on you. <laughs> Carry on. Oh, God. People over 60 appreciating that joke. And people notice that, hey, there's an 84-year-old murderer here named Colin Thatcher. He was convicted in 84 of killing his wife. He was in jail for 22 years, got paroled in 06, why was a murderer invited to provincial parliament? Apparently, there was a government staffer who is friends with murderer and invited murderer to the throne speech. Would you still be my friend if I murdered? It depends. Uh, it depends who you murdered. I, I guess so. So this guy murdered his wife. What? If you, if you, yeah. And he's sitting at the like the table at this. He conference. wasn't at the table. He was in the room at the was, throne. He was, was in provincial parliament. Oh, I'm imagining they're sitting at a table. It's not a dinner party, it's, and, it, and it's all stressful every time he goes for the butter knife. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, sitting at a table with a murderer? And he butters it really menacingly with his oh, teeth God. gritted together? It'd be terrifying. Although it might be less awkward than inviting you to a party, because at least they shower in prison. It's Halloween, and people are excited for Halloween, more so this year than other years. Halloween spending up 21% in Canada this year. About $1.64 billion altogether people spent on Halloween. Oh, so people are back to doing it. Remember when we put candy down a tube a couple years ago? First year of the pandemic. Yeah, we didn't know what to do. <laughs> we were all so confused. I almost Is, forgot about yeah. the tubes. Is there going to be Halloween? Isn't there? Is it safe? Isn't it safe? It was so confusing. Rest in peace, the tube. So I think I know why Halloween spending is up this year. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like the Halloween candy went on sale in mid-September. Yes. I feel like I saw it super early this year. So when I see it, I'm buying it. And I've been buying it since it was on the shelves. Yeah, and then by the time Halloween rolls around... You've eaten 10 boxes? Yes. You just keep going back to the store. And the Halloween portions are smaller, too, so you eat it faster. And I'm wondering if the Halloween take for the kids this year, if it's going to be the bad candies this year. I bought the good candies to start, mm -hmm. and then you eat the good candies, then you go to the store, buy more of the good candy, and you're just tired of paying extra for the really good candies. Well, and then they run out. So then you go to the store and you buy the cheapest candies you can, which are usually those Halloween kisses, the terrible molasses candies, the little balls of chocolate that are wrapped in the orange foil. You end up buying a pack of 50 granola bars, and then the kids are disappointed. Kids, you're going to get corn this year. <laughs> 
So we discovered that there's an asteroid that's going to whiz by Earth pretty close if you consider things. Today, but it's not going to hit us. It's a 2,400-foot diameter on this thing. Yeah, so f- from side to side is about the size of Bruce Field. So if it hit us, it would take out Bruce Field. No, it would take out more than Bruce Field. It's the size of Bruce Field. But the impact right. would probably uh, waste Huron and Bruce counties uh, maybe into Perth, too. Oh, okay. If that sets things into perspective. That does. But no worries. NASA says Earth doesn't face any danger for actually the next century. So it'll be after the fresh water wars we have to start worrying about the asteroid. Yeah, probably after we grow gills. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So we could go underwater potentially at that point. There you go. Yeah. So for now, you still got to pay your hydro bill. And you got to go to work today. That sucks. Kind of a tough story. It's in Windsor. There's a vehicle that drove through a real popular ice cream shop in a local neighborhood called Dairy Delight. Like right through? Right through. Vehicle right through the wall. And they're going to have to demolish the business now. What? It's getting straight up demoed. Don't they have ice cream insurance or something? (laughs) Is that a thing? Why can the vehicle drive through something people hate? Like a parking meter. Dude, that innocent ice cream. It'll never get a chance to reach its full potential of triggering my IBS disoriented this morning because I didn't get up at my usual time. Typically the Hussman rolls in around 4.30. I gave you a call at 10 to 5. It's 4.50. I called you because you weren't here and I was worried about you. And I was so confused because the phone call sounded like my alarm and I look over at my phone and there's a picture of you popping up. I'm like Fatty's uh, on my alarm. Nobody wants to see me first thing. Matt Hussey sets an alarm every single day. He creates a brand new alarm in his iPhone. And you did this last night, but instead of 4.05 a.m., you wrote p.m. Yeah. You goofed. I got it wrong. This happened once before, and I went out and bought one of those old-timey alarm clocks. The ones with the terrifying alarm? But Oh, oh, it's terrible. I can't use it. (laughs) So then that didn't work because I, I, that sound just sends chills down my spine. It reminds me of waking up to go to high school. Kids, when your parents went to high school, they had those old tiny oh. wooden panel alarms and it, it didn't, it wasn't a nice bell that rung, that woke you up. No. It was, it was that. It was just like. It was jarring. It hurts to even hear that sound. So I went out and bought like a modern version of the old alarm. It has a phone charger on it and everything. And so I could set that. But it's so confusing because it's got like three buttons that run everything. So back when we had these old alarms, there was a button for AM, PM. There was a button for hour, minute, on, off of alarm. Did all the buttons scare you, Grandpa? No, those buttons were easy. This new version. But these new buttons are scary. It's got three buttons, and I can't figure out how to even set the alarm. Because, like, press this button and this button at the same time. Uh, Do you want me to come fix your alarm, Grandpa? Should I do the Wi-Fi, too, while I'm there? You want me to set up your phone for you? I need, like, an engineering degree to run it. No, you don't. You need to be able to read. Honestly, I'll let you see it sometime. It's so confusing. (laughs) We need buttons back. That's what I'm saying. Back in my day, we had a button for everything and it worked all right grandpa let's put you back to bed a couple weeks ago we were talking about the world's largest pumpkin there was a new record in the united states a pumpkin 2560 pounds and they kept that pumpkin around and so now they're going to get the guinness world record for the world's largest jack-o'-lantern that makes sense that's pretty cool man yeah (laughs) two records in one why wouldn't you so this pumpkin had the name maverick 
And that was named after Tom Cruise in Top Gun. They named the pumpkin after Tom Cruise? Yeah. When, I'm not trying to be a, a this dude, but wouldn't you want to name it after somebody orange? Like, like not to make fun of Donald Trump, but he's, he uses a lot of tanner. Well, yeah, and plus, Tom Cruise is a small man. Yeah, and Tom Cruise yeah. is like 5'7". Do you think Tom Cruise is behind all this? <laughs> think the to Church make, of Scientology bought the pumpkin? I think so. And well, they're trying to make him look bigger. You should name it after a tall actor like Christopher Lee. You remember Christopher Lee? He played Sodomon from the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. He was Count Dooku from Star Wars. Okay. The dude is 6'4". Yeah. Or Conan O'Brien. He's an orange giant. That would be perfect. Name it after somebody who's orange and enormous. So they're carving the pumpkin into the image of an eagle. So that'll be cool. That's pretty metal. An eagle that does its own stunts, apparently. You uh, said you weren't going to do that joke. I thought it was a good joke. The Tom Cruise connection. Because Tom Cruise does his own stunts. You'll get it on the way home. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty Podcast.